Okay. So we are starting our Wednesday class. Wednesday class, of course, is always the one where we somehow try to cram an entire chapter into like 10 minutes. That's <laughs> always a big challenge. But I, uh, I was actually thinking today, listen, when the Rebbe Rayats divided it, he did everything with a deitlichkeit, with a precision beyond our understanding. So it's okay. He wanted us to do this in one day. He knew he was doing it in one shot. So, chapter. I'm looking at chapter. No, I'm saying this is not the right chapter. Okay, this is the chapter. Chapter 31. What's chapter 31 about? We just spent two chapters giving very strong medicines, very strong procedures for someone afflicted with, I don't care, heart. We had two very strong strategies in Chapter 29, thinking thoughts to realize how truly far you are, breaking yourself emotionally. And we had the second strategy of using enormous anger and pouring anger on your evil inclination to remove its power. And in Chapter 30, we really lowered ourselves, looking around and saying, I possibly am giving God less pleasure than anyone else on this planet. These are very, very harsh things, but they're necessary. So at this point, we proceed to Chapter 31, meaning we are assuming you, your heart was like, eh, I don't know, I know it's all true, but I don't really care. But you cared enough underneath not caring to realize you really needed to change. And trying to really, really, really change, you use this very strong medicine. And it worked. You broke through the heart, broke through the evil inclination, broke through the animal soul, and you're free from not caring. You care but you're also depressed. Because if you do any of these three things in truth, it's very, very depressing to view yourself this way. So what happens now? So now we have chapter 31. And in chapter 31, the author of is saying, I know what you're feeling. You might be upset at me. I mean, I was the one that gave you this procedure. You listened to me. You believed in me. And you said, okay, author of it works. But now look, now I've got another problem. And the Rabbit says, now let's deal with this problem. And the entire chapter is going through the steps of helping a person heal from the depression he now feels because he truly listened to the advice of the Rabbit in the previous chapter. And moving him from depression to higher and higher and higher levels of joy. Now, First of all, the rabbi says, so we're going to begin with a lot of different comforts. First thing the rabbi says is, listen, you are not in the realm of real Klebus Timaeus. Depression, this type of depression is Klebus Naga. Why am I saying it's Klebus Naga? Because your depression is ungodliness. You're depressed because you're following Misham. So, hey, you're a lot better off than you were before. Because before you were in Klebus Timaeus land. And now you're in Klippus Land. Yes, you're not in Godly Land. Because Godly Land is a place of joy. Godliness is joy. But we have no choice. So the first message was, hey, 
Don't be so upset. Before you look at the sales, now you're not. You're going to Vega. You're depressed because of spirituality. That's Kudus Vega. But it's not Kedusha. It's not godliness. Godliness is joy. But I have no choice. Why do I have no choice? Because you fight evil with evil. Like we say, fight fire with fire. That's the English expression. You fight evil with evil. You fight something. If it's a real strong power, you can only crush it by itself. Not, of course, exactly itself, because you were in the space of Clitus And now you've moved to Clitus Mega. So it's not exactly the same. But it is. It, it is a Klippa. It is a Klippa. But we have no choice. Because when you're in such intense darkness, you need to use a tool similar to the thing itself. And then the Rebbe says that actually what we can do here is a transformative concept, meaning you're not second Cleveland Snega. Let's move. Let's go to Kedusha. How do I go to Kedusha? I'm so upset. Well, there's a subtle difference between the Klippos Naiga depression over your spirituality and a Kedusha version of that experience. What's the Kedusha version? Well, we discussed before in Chapter 26. We call it Marirus, which means energized push compulsion to change. I'm not happy with myself. I'm not happy with my situation. I'm not happy with my relationship with God, but I'm not stuck. Depression means you're stuck. Marinus is godliness. It's not the godliness we really want, because what we want is joy. Joy is chesed de kedusha, God's kindness shining. Marinus, this energized bitterness, need to change and get out of your current situation, is gavurah de kedusha. It's the severities of holiness. We want the severities of holiness. I agree. We want the kindness of holiness. We want gavurah. We want chesed. We want marinus. We want joy. But it is Kedusha land. So what do we do? How are we moving from Klip to Kedusha? You're transforming the energies, meaning all of the energies that were energizing that apathy, which then got broken and became, became energizing that depression. Let's transform them and use those same powers for Marirus. For uh, I've got to change. I want to look forward. I want to think about God. And I want to make a difference. When I'm depressed, I look in the past. I'm looking forward. When I'm depressed, I think about myself. I'm thinking about God. When I'm depressed, I'm stuck. I'm changing. So I'm taking that same push inside of me, but instead of it being this clamping down force of stuckness, I'm changing. I'm moving to Kedusha. And only way is through this process. Like, wait, Rebbe, why are you just bringing me to joy? Why are you bringing me to Marinus? Because, again, similar to what I said about a minute ago, to transform something, we need the thing itself. We said, the author Rebbe said, I'm sorry you're a group depressed, but if you were stuck in Klippa, I could only use a tool of Klippa to break it. So you were in the Klippa's Timaeus, the Timaeus, and I broke it through the Klippa's Naga of Atsus. Now... Well, we got you in the Klippas Nugget of Oxford. Let's move this a step higher. Let's get you to Marirus of Kedusha. How do I get you to Marirus of Kedusha? Phrase. Ein hadinin imtakim ala b'shoshan. The severities are only sweetened by their source. Which means, what's really the source of all this? The source of all this is Gvura. 
Well, the ultimate source of this is godly reward, godly judgment. So right now you're in the negative version of that reward judgment severity. Like you're upset, you're depressed. But, but the source of that is godly reward, godly judgments. So instead of being stuck in a, oh, I feel so bad about myself, blah, oh, I'm going to change myself. How can I transform it? Because it's the same source. The source of the depression is the Gvura. The source of the Gvura of Klippa is the Gvura of Kedusha. Gvura of Kedusha is expressed by Marilus. So when you get into this mode of Marilus, you are truly accessing the source of the spiritual depression, and therefore you're able to transform it from Klippa, Klippa Frega, to Kedusha, which is a sweetening of it because now all those energies are going in a godly direction. Now, so why don't we always try to go for Marilis? Because I don't know what Marilis either. We don't want this energized bitterness because any severity, any judgment, any bitterness is a negative space to be in. It's, 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 We've got to be careful with it. So we're saying you are in depression, get out of it right away. Switch, switch, switch from Klippus Mega Atzvus of spirituality, transform it to Kedusha Gvura. Guess what? We don't want you being Kedusha Guru Myers too long either. We don't, it's, it's a dangerous territory. It's way too easy to slip back. If you find your nature is what we call mashkara, you're pretty harsh on yourself in a godly way, you've got to be really careful. Really careful because it's very, very easy to slip. So what happens now? How do we get out of this? So a person has to tell themselves, you know what? I'm far from God. That's true. I am. But when I say I'm far from God, what am I talking about? I'm talking about my body. I'm talking about my animal soul. But you know what I heard inside of me? I have a piece of God himself. I know every Jew has a piece of God himself inside. Literally a piece of him. I don't just have godly energy. I have a piece of God inside of me. And that's there. Now, that's a joyous thought. That's an amazing thought. A piece of God is inside of me despite all the negativities that I'm now realizing I also have inside of me. So what do I need to do with this? You know what? If it's really true, everything I thought about last chapter, in chapter 29 and 30, and I really feel very, very, very far from God, well, I should have now, and now we're switching from Maria to the next step, a lot of compassion. I start off depressed. Atlas of Klippus Nega. I move to Maria Kedusha land, but Marilus, it's still an unhappy feeling, but it's a godly feeling. I'm moving past that now. I didn't want to stay there too long either. What have I moved to? Compassion. Godly compassion. That's a great place to be. What is my godly compassion for? It's for my soul. If everything I believed five minutes ago is still true, and I really feel I'm so, so far from God, guess what? Wow, can I have compassion for the peace of God inside of me? And if I have such compassion for the peace of God inside of me, you know what I want to do? It's a very powerful emotion, compassion. It works in human relationships, it works toward God, and it works toward our godly soul. And Dr. Rabbi uses it many times in various ways as techniques in Tanya. I want to free her. If I really, really feel, oh my gosh, yuck, look at all my garbage. Look at that piece of God and all that garbage that I created. I have to get her out. How do I get her out? Every single time I do a mitzvah. 
every single time I learn Torah, she's free. How long is she free for? For the duration of the mitzvah. If I'm doing a mitzvah for five minutes, she has five minutes where she went all the way back home. What's home? With God. She's back in the palace. She's with the king. She's actually higher than her origin. She's not just, just, the source of the soul. She's at the source of all rules. She went all the way high, high, high to the source of all creation on the wings of your mitzvah. So if I really feel that garbage in me, which was pulling me down, instead of being depressed, why don't we change that? Instead of having a compulsion to change, but still being very focused on the problems inside of me that have to be fixed, let me move to compassion for the peace of God inside of me, and therefore that will be the push, the catalyst to change. I am freeing my soul. I'm sending her all the way back home. I'm sending her before, how did she was originally? Wow. You know what I'll feel if I'm really doing that? I will feel tremendous joy. I move from Gvura of Kedusha, Mariras, to Tiferes of Kedusha, Rachmanas, to Chesed. That's where I want to be. To Chesed of Kedusha. Why am I now in Chesed of Kedusha? Because I'm full of joy, and joy is the expression of Chesed. Why am I full of joy? I, I was really upset a, a few minutes ago. I mean, it might have taken longer than a few minutes. But why am I full of joy? Because I'm freeing my soul. Because my soul, the prince in prison, grinding the millstone with all the rodents, is back in the palace with her father, the king. As long as I'm doing a mitzvah, right now we're all doing a mitzvah, it's called learning Torah. Our neshamas are flying high, high, high on the wings of this mitzvah. And so too for any other mitzvah. So what's going to be my push now? What's going to be my adrenaline drive? To do mitzvahs all over, all over, all the time. Because as soon as I stop the mitzvah, she's back in prison. But whenever I'm doing the mitzvah, she's completely free. I don't want her to be a yo-yo. I want her in prison, free, in prison, free. I want her free. So I'm going to be so pushing to do mitzvahs. But not only am I pushing to do mitzvahs, but with tremendous, tremendous joy that I'm freeing my soul. And then not only am I freeing my soul, but she's going so high. She's back home. She's with the king. She's with her father. She's in the source of all worlds. If I really can envision her, prince in prison, grinding the millstones, trapped in the rodents, and now she's free, the prince in the palace, it's worth it. It's amazing. But then the person can say, wait a minute, I've got a problem. I don't know if this is all as easy and good as it sounds. Why? What's my problem? The problem is when I fantasize about it, and it's great to have a vivid imagination, it'll make this very powerful. And I envision the prince imprisoned and shackled, enslaved, and then free. It's a great vision, but that's not a problem. I'm not just the prince, I'm also the prison. That prison, that horrible, rodent-infested hole is me. I'm the prison. So how can I be rejoicing with my soul and her freedom when I'm the prison that, that, that still exists as well? And I shall get back to it in a second if I stop doing the mitzvah. So the Rebbe here gives another strategy. We moved. Depression, virus, compassion, joy... And now we're going to another strategy, another level in our development. And the other level is detachment. Detachment meaning, it's true. You are the prince and you are the prison. 
but you have to separate. Because the real I is your soul. And then there's this appendage called your body, an animal soul, that are the prison. Now, normally we say detach. That sounds like not dealing with your issue. True. And we do need to deal with it, and we'll deal with it in about a minute. But at this point in our progression, you're not strong enough to deal with it. So once you start identifying yourself as a prison, you're going to fall right back to depression again. Just like when the Jews left Egypt. It says the Jews raced out of Egypt. And the question is, what in the world are they running from? The Egyptians were saying, go, go, go. Here, you want more jewels? Take them and get out of here. So what were they running from? Why did they run out of Egypt? And the answer the rabbi gives is, they were running from themselves. They were terrified of the evil in Egypt that had come into them. And this is a technique. When you are in a situation where you can't handle it, you have something and you know it's wrong and you don't want to go there and do it, but it's too big for you, it's too inside of you, you've done it too many times, your, your only hope is run. Don't deal with it. Just separate yourself from the issue. Don't go there. Don't explain it to yourself. Don't philosophize. Don't have a discussion in your brain. Just put yourself out of the situation. Run. It's the only thing you could do at that time. And then gain strength. And then when you gain strength, you can handle it. So what happens when we gain strength? When we gain strength, we actually come to a deeper realization. That deeper realization is going to lead us to a deeper joy. What's my deeper realization? My deeper realization, here I am talking to myself again, is, you know what? It's all true. My body, my animal soul, yeah, it's all true. But you know what? I didn't create myself. I didn't make myself this way. God did this. Why would he do this? Why would he take a piece of his own precious self and bring it into, into such a world, into such a body, into such an animal? So what did he do it for? He did it for one reason. And that reason is called Yerida Lutzorah Aliyah. Go down to, to gain a transformation of such intense elevation that only can happen through this process. For a Jew, there's never just down. The down is the process of up, an up that can be achieved and only can be achieved this way. So why is my soul here? My soul is here to gain an elevation only possible within all the barriers of this world. What does she gain in this world? She gains a lot. She gains a relationship to a level of godliness that she can't gain above. I mean, she gains many things. I'm, I'm just going to say maybe like too quickly. What do I mean by relationship to godliness she can't gain above? Above... It all makes perfect sense. I mean, it's godliness, godliness, godliness. There's nothing more normal than serving God. Come to this world, it's sometimes very abnormal, and it doesn't make any sense. So how do you do it? You access a level of connection to God beyond sense. So the soul is connecting to a deep essence part of herself, which is belief in God that has nothing to do with sense. She can't gain that above. It's all sensible above. She gains that here. Another example of what she gains here that can only be gained in the darkness, she gains God himself. Meaning above, in godly realms, there's godliness. Atzilus, the highest spiritual world in our solar system, is intense godliness. It's not God. Because God would overwhelm the world and it would cease to exist. So the sun above is basking in a lot of godliness. But when she comes down to this world, when she's in this world, with all the concealments of the world, that she doesn't feel a thing about what's really going on, she gets God himself. So in this world, God. In this world, super rational connection. 
These are just some of what I mean by, hey, why is my body in this situation? Why is my soul in this situation? Oh, there's something that she's gaining here that makes it all worth it. Wow, now I feel good again. And then you take it a step higher, and the step higher is, you know what? It's not just that. It's not just that my soul was put in this darkness because through the darkness she becomes such a powerful, more powerful blinding light. It's actually my body and animal soul. Actually, they're the purpose. You know why they're the purpose? Because my soul was perfect before. She becomes even beautifuler, even more beautiful, even more luminous. But she was perfect before. But my body and animal soul, <laughs> that's a piece of creeper. Through the work, through my determined resolution to free my soul and constantly do mitzvah after mitzvah, tyra after tyra, because every second I'm doing that, she's free, and otherwise she's stuck. I'm refining and transforming the energies of my body and my animal soul that they're not a filthy prison, that they become the palace, that my animal soul and body are truly a palace for my soul. Eureka? Let's start with a tremendous, tremendous aliyah. The descent of all this was for such an elevation of the animal energy, of the body energy, of the animal soul energy, only possible through this process. When I get that, I'm doing all my work, all of my godly service with enormous, enormous joy. That was a very, very brief rendition, though it was probably much longer than I should have gone, of this chapter. Any questions? Okay, sorry that I let myself spend so long on it. And tomorrow I am taping it in advance, so I don't know the time. But I won't do this live tomorrow night. I'll tape it earlier, but for people on the WhatsApp, it'll feel exactly the same. Good night.